Hello and welcome to the 168th installment of the Synapse Misfire podcast. I'm your host, Chris, joined by our other host, Jordan. That's me, baby. Uh, Jordan, it appears today uh, we've traded uh, one a piece of equipment for another. There's, uh, yeah. There was some sort of Full Metal Alchemist equivalent exchange that happened. Yeah, I'm holding my microphone <laughs> like I'm some feeble guest like Alex. <laughs> can't even be entitled to a mic arm. Granted, it's my entire own fault. But Oh, no, it's 100% your fault, which yeah. is rare that a failing isn't my fault yeah. or both of our faults. In short, borrowed the mic for something unpodcast-related, left the mic arm. Yep. Didn't and lose it. I know where it is. We have, another, it. we have another mic arm, but we don't have a dingus to, to put it to the desk. Which is why I borrowed the mic, because yeah, I had a dingus, yeah. and guess what I left there? The, the dingus. dingus. The only part we needed, actually. Yeah. In fact, so, so now I'm holding the mic. But Chris, we are looking. Dingless. We are looking crisp, though. We are looking uh, reaction pending. I think because, reaction pending. Yeah, because um, we have a new camera, and not just like oh, it's a camera, a very pricey camera. Yeah, crisp no, ball. I, I took it, you know, I took it personally, right? He was like, nah. <clears throat> I went out and I did the research, little R and D, little research. Not a lot of development. No D? Just no D. No all D for R. me, please. No, yeah, all R. Uh, little research, and I was looking at cameras. Like, I, I want to buy one of these fucking things. And I narrowed it down to two options that were in, that met my criteria of being A, reasonably priced, B, um, DSLR, and uh, C, um, 4K and all the, the nonsense. And also, don't forget, uh, I don't know if you were on D. I forgot what letter you were on, but don't forget the big one. It needs to record more than 15 minutes before shutting off. That too. That was like the most major thing. <clears throat> so that actually eliminated uh, and helped me choose this camera. So the option I was originally going to go for was the Canon R50, mm-hmm. I think it's called. Um, it's their basically like entry-level um, camera for like the... The R um, lens format, which is their new one. So if right. I wanted to use any of their old lenses, I would have to get an adapter. Yeah. <clears throat> which is like another 50 bucks, by the way, adds on, cost, top of, yeah. on top of your lenses, which are a lot of money. Um, and then I was looking, I was like, mm, I like this. But then I find out it can only record an hour before it stops. Not, not like it overheats. Or anything, it just shuts off. It just stops recording because it wants to. So I'm looking at, you know, my. All right, what's comparable? And I see Sony ZV-E10. Yeah. And it has, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding you. Pound for pound, the same exact specs. Like I think the sensor that's used in this is the same as the one in the Canon. Yeah. I think it's the same sensor. The kit lens is better. Um, but that's about like the only differences. The biggest difference, which helped me choose, is that this can record unlimited. There's no time limit. Yeah. I, I think there might be some arbitrary limit of like 15 hours or something. Which? But at that point, we're yeah. running out of space on the card before we run out of space on the camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or run out of uh, recording time on the camera. So, um, so I bought it. I yeah. bought it. It was uh, for the camera and the kit lens, it was $799. Plus, I had $77 in my Amazon uh, gift card balance. So, it was, only, it was only $779 because of taxes. <laughs> so, 
but I'm very satisfied. Yeah, I, lo- I love the logic that befell this camera purchase, <laughs> which was like, Chris last episode said, man, my phone, like we talk about phones for a while. Chris like, I could really use a new phone, right? The thing that like goes on social media and like has a multitude of purposes, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not kosher with spending like seven, 800 bucks for that. And then like four days later, just goes, all right. So I decided my phone has a little bit of kick to it. I bought a camera. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing is I, I had to get over that because I priced out the phone. I priced out a new phone. And what do you really get? Yeah, like, I priced out a brand new S24, whatever the new one is coming out. Just yeah. the standard one. With the trade-in, <clears throat> and I added some new Galaxy Buds, because mine are getting kind of ripe. Ripe. Um, because, listen, I sweat a lot, and uh, I take them to the gym, mm-hmm. and I have the memory foam uh, ear tips, so that soaks up all my fluids. Ugh. So I clean them out, obviously. But it's still like I just can't get <laughs> I just can't get the funk out of them. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, I was gonna buy that, and it worked out to be like, you know, seven fifty or something with the trade in and all that. And I was like, uh, uh. I I slept on it. I was like, I'm gonna think about it. And I slept on it. And I woke up next morning. And I was like, hmm. Uh. And I looked at the cart, and I was like, uh. <laughs> I did that a little bit. I kind of, I kind of meandered a little while. A couple of mm's and mm's. and then I thought about the comment I made literally the day before about, um, oh, what if I just got a camera instead? And I was thinking about it. I was like, mm, it's worth looking into. All right. So I started looking, and uh, here we are. Yeah. No, I think it makes more sense. Like it. it it wouldn't wouldn't make sense if you busted out like a fourteen hundred dollar camera, but like yeah, it's in the same price point as the phone was, and yeah, for I mean, what you want it for, it's going to do better. So and uh, you know, it looks it looks good. Uh, the ten eighty p the footage I've filmed on it, it's okay. The four k footage is like really where it's at. It's yeah. it looks very good. Yeah, which we're in ten eighty currently. Um, this will be exported at ten eighty anyway as well. But when we do probably IRL stuff, it'll probably be more like four K. I'm thinking. Oh, definitely. So once I we're re- out and about, anything that's not gonna be over an hour long will be four K. Yeah. So because I recorded an hour of four K footage on this as a test, um, which it did phenomenally, by the way. Mm-hmm. But an hour, I think it worked out to be like an hour and twenty five minutes or an hour and a half of four K footage was like. 100 gigs jesus christ (laughs) that's crazy good luck but um but chris jordan i gotta do the platforms yeah where do we put this this thing now that we're in a fancy new format yeah now that we're in a fancy new format you can find us on apple podcast google podcast breaker radio public spotify podcast and the rss feed which is all linked below it's also youtube which has a video platform spotify you can view the video on as well so you can see us in all our new glory our new glory holes perhaps and, as always, you can contact us via email, synestosfire at pm.me. Send us your comments, your questions, concerns, and death threats. And then, most importantly, Little Kitty Bid City News. And uh, we also have Instagram and TikTok. So, so what is this, this kid in his, in his holes that he's got? Keep talking about This is the guy talking about his rank earbud juices. Touche. <laughs> Touche. Touche. So, Chris... <clears throat> We we have a we have a bit of a segment planned. Do you want to intro what you're gonna do in in theory? Not really spoiling it, but like what is the segment for this week? Yes. So we'll do a little agenda. <clears throat> agenda. We need. All right. We're doing our intro, obviously. Yeah. Our normal segment. We do one every episode. Sometimes it is the episode. 
Yeah. Right then, we're going to talk about some gaming, perhaps. Perchance. And then, very specially crafted in my devious little lab, I'm going to talk about the TV show Mountain Monsters for a little while. Yeah. And I've talked about it before, but this time I need to talk about it again. And I've, I've, written, I've written up a little segment, so I have no idea how long it's going to be. So it might be a long one. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. So that's coming. But Chris, do you want to kick it off? Sure. What you been up to? Sure. You know? Uh, if you say a whole lot of nothing, I'm walking out of the door. You know, I've been playing a lot of video games, or video game, I should say. Singular. Um, and I've been, I've been dicking around with the camera a lot. I've been doing a lot of testing with that, and, uh, you know, other than that, I haven't been doing anything. You know, Chris, all I can say is if I take this SD card from the camera, or however I get the footage, and I just, I plug it into my computer, and I just start scrolling through footage, and there's just ass shots of you in there testing this camera, quote-unquote testing this camera, I'm going to be real upset. First, I'm going to back them up to my hard drive, and then I'm going to be real upset. There's an hour and a half of 4K footage of me just throwing cheeks. It's like the fucking Thanos video where he's like twerking and shit. It's literally that. Ugh. Oh my god! But uh, all right, so a whole lot of nothing for you as, as per typical. Yeah, I, I haven't, I, I haven't done anything. Really. What uh, what game you been playing? I've been playing Sons of the Forest a lot. Sons of the Forest. Ah, that's the one with like where you're with your son and you're like in the forest. No, that's and the first like... one. Oh, so this is the one where you're like with your son and you're like in the forest. No, this is the one where you're with your. Boys, and you're in the forest. And the deaf guy, right? The deaf guy's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how's that going? Um, <clears throat> I have a lot to speak on about it, and the uh, and the first game as well. First game I played a decent amount of, um, and in VR. It's very fun. Yeah, it's very fun. So I've been playing that. Um, I do have to talk about something important <clears throat> in reference to my uh, in in reference to my segment, and it's I have to um. I have to announce an official beef with uh, New York Times uh, best-selling author Jason K. Pargin. I have, I have beef with you. Okay. Who is this guy? Give me a little bat story. I don't he know he writes sci-fi novels. Sci-fi. Okay. Right? And uh, a man, all right, about two years ago, or maybe even longer ago, I had an idea that I never told anyone about. So I can't prove that I had this idea, but I had this idea. I'll take you at your word, yeah. Um of doing a podcast that would go over the show Mountain Monsters, which, you know, we would go through an episode, and then it was going to be in the style where I would watch it, and then I would write about it, and then kind of read what I wrote to, like, Jordan, who would come in blind. I feel like we did talk about that in high school a little. Like, did we? In a, in a very low-end concept of, like, oh, we should do funny, like, Mountain Monsters skit view thing. But it wasn't, like, a full-fledged idea when Maybe. we talked about it. So you probably sat and stewed with this. So, like, I thought about it, and then I, I forgot about it, and I never did anything oh, with no. it. And then I was on Spotify the other day, and I see a podcast, like, in my recommended. This podcast called uh, Big Feats. And I'm like, what is this about? I, I, I want to hear about some cryptid lore. Right, I want to hear about because I I need some not depressing podcasts in my in my rotation. Right. Um, so I'm like, let's learn about Bigfoot, and I'm reading the description, and it's uh, <laughs> uh, two co- comedian uh, comedy writers that I've never really heard of, but that's beside the point. Who uh, teamed up with this particular author, 
uh, to talk about Mountain Monsters. It's a Mountain Monsters watch along podcast. And at first, I was a little, I was a little miffed. I'll be honest, mm. more than I have any right to be, which is not at all. That's true. <laughs> um, and I was like, I, I, I'll watch it. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to it. Uh, so I listened to it. Uh, there's like 13 episodes or 14 episodes or something now. So I've been watching along with the podcast. Mm. Um, and uh, they cover it way better than I could have, unfortunately. <laughs> they all, the three guys who do it, they cover from uh, they cover like the improv aspects of it because it's very clearly like just an improv show. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 funny. It's good. I, I recommend it. The two talented comedians and, and best-selling author did better than Chris. Wow. That's, yeah, that's yeah. really surprising. You're a powerful man. Yeah, an actual, an actual award-winning author uh, is, is better than me. Yeah, that, that's, I kind of find that hard to believe, but I'll take your word for it. I mean, you know, I am a bit of a writer. I mean, he hasn't, has, he, has he seen the Snapchat Fire podcast? Like, I would, I would say I, that it could be better. Listen, yeah. this, is my, this is me announcing my public beef. This is me announcing my public beef. I'm gonna. Add, I'm gonna. We so, should send him a, this clip. We'll put it in a TikTok and we'll send it to him. This is gonna, gonna, gonna be the one time we get something to the email. It's gonna be a fucking DMCA takedown. He's it's, like, I will kill you. <laughs> okay, we should take that down immediately. No, if you find our email, uh, uh, Mr. Parge, and if you find our email, please send us copies of your books. I've heard they're very good, but I don't read very often. Yeah. So he writes sci-fi novels. Anything like notable that you would just know as general public, or is it kind of niche, like best-selling in the book world? I think it's like it's more like for the for the sci-fi fans. But I've heard they're all very good. Yeah. So I'll have to. Uh, yeah, we'll have to look into his books, maybe. So maybe that that'll be the next thing. You can you can buy his books, read them, and then just stare at the camera, and be like, "I want to be mad, but these are really good." I want to be mad. This is such a good book, though. <laughs> you should read it, <laughs> but not if you pay for it. Bastard. Yeah, yeah, no, that that trats. So, so okay, so all right, he has a little beef there. So a rivalry, a little rivalry with this rivalry. This, this this man who okay. has no idea who I am or if I exist. and will never care about us and will never care. Yeah. I bet if we send him this clip on TikTok, though, he'll 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 make a he'll make a video about it. He'll make a funny out of it. You think? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. The cat is going crazy. Cat is going crazy, though, dude. It's like Chunk is like fighting off he, the demons. He's been a little bitch lately. I don't know what his problem is. Why is that? I don't know. He just won't shut up. Yeah. He's been, he wants to get in on the podcast, bro. He wants to be the third guest. He can be. He, he can't be a third guest because he's gonna eat everything that's in here. <laughs> Oh, the camera cut out. I wonder what happened. He's just chewing on. He's just—he's munching on the lens, crunching the glass between his teeth. Probably, probably. Uh, Jordan, what do you do? What have you been doing? Because I've been—I I think I've been throwing this into a an array of disorder. Yeah, no, no, that's that's fair. Um, something something's going on in my brain, Chris. It's rewiring itself. Oh, is that so? I um, it was like a sleeper agent trigger. <laughs> I so let me bring you back. Let me bring you back. You got like MK Ultra. <laughs> Pretty much. Let me let me bring you back. Right. I'm gonna tell you a story. A little bit of a little bit of a story. Right. Go back like a week and a half. Right. Rough timeline. I'm sitting at home. A coworker of mine, not who works immediately with me, but used to work with me, reaches out to me. He's like, "Hey," and he's a man of a few words, by the way. He goes, "Hey, do you have a PS2?" I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Okay." I'm getting rid of, I'm moving, getting rid of all my old games. Uh, are you interested? I was like, yeah, why not? Like thinking to myself, like, ah, 
not really gonna buy a bunch of old ps2 games but like i'll take a look i was thinking like if i see things like oh i played this as a kid like why not i'll buy it whatever right like right. some maybe bullies there you know the, the ogs like original ps2 bully i'm like yeah I'll, i need I'll, 800 more copies of bully yeah i'm like i'll take a look so fast forward to the weekend told him i'd be just i'd meet him at his house and be there and uh we go to a baby shower first for let's uh sister come back from the baby shower and let's see tears a ligament in her knee so what is going on with so, you you and your you and you lately so, you and your woman lately so we we fucking ice elevate relax i'm like hey man yeah i, I can't come by like i'm some shit went down <laughs> you explode your wrist yeah yeah i explode my wrist she explodes, she explodes her kneecap her <laughs> i, I want to know what's going to happen next yeah i know it comes in threes right so um then the next day i'm like yeah i'll, I'll try and come by but the next day she's like She's not really in pain. That's the weird thing. She just like, she to her words, it feels like her bone is shifting. So like, all right, we gotta get that checked out. So we go and spend four and a half hours in urgent care. Right. Get nothing done. They give her some steroids. They're like, yeah, it just seems like it's torn. Like whatever. Like wear a brace. So she's doing a lot better now. But she's still with the brace, kind of taking it easy. Uh, point kind of being, he I text him. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, hey, if you gotta sell him, like sell him. Like, don't wait for me. I know you're moving. Um, <laughs> and he's like, all right, I, I was just gonna give you all of them. And I'm like. Oh, okay. Um, how much do you want for the lot? Like, whatever. I'll just buy it all, throw it out, what I don't want. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, you misunderstand. Like, I'm giving them to you. I don't want money. Like, oh. take them. And I'm like... If it's free, it's for me. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm not going to say no to that. So, he has a Dreamcast that I'm getting, apparently, which is pretty cool. Never owned one. Never owned one. But, you know, a little retro console thing. So, he brings me on Monday the first batch. I'm getting the Nets batch Monday coming up. Uh, but he brought me a stack of 28 PS2 games. Jesus. And that's only some of them. And they are some <laughs> banger games, dude. And he, like me, is a bit of a, like, I don't want to say collector, but kind of just, like, appreciates his stuff, you know? Right. So the cases, you know, some of them have some, you know, wear. But the actual bots are and the manuals, they're all in really like good all condition. The stuff that's, like, yeah, would get fucked up over the years. Yeah, and, like, the CDs are a little scuffed, but it doesn't matter. You can resurface those. Like, everything's in pretty damn good shape. Like, if I just bought a bunch of generic black PS2 cases, like, I could make these look, like, almost new. Like, they're they're very good condition. Hmm. So I got some sick fucking games from him. So I'm like, this is sick. And he gave me two controllers, which were in, obviously, much worse condition, but those are, in fact, wear items. So, made sense. True, true. Um, so, yeah, I have a bunch of PS2 games. Apparently, I'm getting more and a Dreamcast and some other old shit. I'm like... Man, this is this is exciting, but That's like hookup, but like it triggered like a synapse in my brain, dude, where I am now currently on the hunt for a PlayStation Vita and a PlayStation Portable, and I have found <laughs> so many of them, and I may go buy one, but I don't know yet because I'm also tempted because last year I went through the same kick around this time because at Pat's they sell retro consoles that are like refurbished, and I saw one there and it triggered me, and we're getting ready to go back to Pat's, so I'm like, hmm, I could also get one there. But I found hmm. some like pretty good ones online, so I don't know, man. I'm I'm feeling the itches, dude. I'm feeling the itches. I need a PS Vita, like real bad. Were there even like, wasn't there like six games released for the PS Vita? So surprisingly, there was actually a lot of games released for the Vita. Like, really? Like upwards of like a thousand games. Really? Aside from that, though, here's the big thing about the Vita that people don't realize: you can just fucking jailbreak it and immediately unlock every Vita game without having to buy them. And unlock every PSP game, and they just work. So you get all in one. I mostly just want a PSP for the the fact that it's an actual PSP. And of course, Jordan, you would never do that. That's definitely not 
No. Like, you wouldn't steal digital content ever. No, no. My goal is to go and buy the games. But like, Yeah, like, you gotta go out you and you gotta, you gotta purchase them. But, like, you could do that, and it's not very difficult. Yeah. If you wanted to. Theoretically. Yeah. Hypothetically. Like, if you wanted to. Yeah, hypothetically. Like, if you ever wanted it's to. It's not a good... It's illegal. Yeah, yeah. No, I but wouldn't... Don't, I wouldn't do Don't it. Do you it. see, you see me. I'm I'm a corporate show. I respect the corpos, right? I, so yeah. I would I would pay them, you know, I all my pay, money. I'm, I actually, for every dollar I spend on uh, video games and uh, other products, I send two more dollars to that company. Yeah, like cash, hard cash. Yeah, like for and when I bought and this camera, I sent five grand to Sony. Of course, because you want to support Sony. On like, their endeavors, because they need it. They need all the support. They, they need get. all the, you know, think of the companies. Think of the companies, yeah. The poor, poor companies, yeah. But yeah, so I'm on a retro kick like crazy right now, Chris. I'm hunting for a ton of retro shit, and I just, I don't know what's going on. Like, it's, I don't know what's going on. I'm like going back in time, and I feel like, I feel like this kind of happened a, a couple years ago. I remember getting like bullied at work for this, because I started buying like the PS3, and the PS2, and I played Red Dead 1 again, and, like, I went backwards a little, but now I'm going even farther back into the depths, dude. Like, I even found a PS1, and I was like, huh. Like, hmm. You were, you were experiencing the same thing that I did in 2020. Oh, yeah? So, like, I, except with computers. Mm. I didn't do any consoles or anything. But, like... Why do you think I have all this bullshit in my house? That's true. It's because true. in 2020, I did the math one time. I think I spent over $5,000 on eBay the, over the course of 2020. Between Makes like sense. March and August of 2020, I spent like five grand on Makes eBay. Sense. And it was all just shit. Yeah. And uh, granted, to be fair, the only one of these purchases I still use is this machine right here, the T440P. Yep. I still use that, but it's been demoted several ranks. Granted, yeah. this did get me through my last my senior year of college. Yeah, I did my entire off. senior year of college on this because I was going to do it on my Surface Pro that I spent uh, $1,000 on. <laughs> but it turns out it sucks dick at everything it tries to do. So yeah. Not in fact pro at all. Uh, so I just, I just used this, which is uh, 10 years older, and uh, did the tasks way better. So. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. So I'm on a big retro kick. I really want a PSP, really want a PS Vita, just to have to. Because, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. As a kid, I didn't understand, like, the collector mindset. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't, I always, I never really abused my stuff. Like, I always had good respect for my controllers and stuff. Like, I, you know, I've always had that side of me. But the side I didn't have is I went... <clears throat> Very often to GameStop, I just traded shit in. Didn't matter what it was. Like I, I, I have too. no interest in the Vita right now. Get rid of it. Where in hindsight, like for example, my Steam Deck, when I'm done with that, I'm not selling it. That's gonna go packed away and kind of be like a hey, look, I have the OG version, original launch model of the Steam Deck that revolutionized hopefully the handheld market. Right. Like it's gonna be a kind of a thing I look back on, like a memento, because like the monetary value isn't particularly that great. As much as, like, the sentimental value, you know? For a lot of things. So, like, for me, like, yeah, I, I could sell the Steam Deck when the new one comes out for, like, 200 bucks. But, like, unless I'm down bad at that point, like, what is the 200 bucks really going to get me? Like, I have a job. I, you know, 200 bucks isn't going to revolutionize my life, you know? True. So, True. like, you know, I, I like to hold on to stuff like that. So, for that, I'm like, man, you know, I should probably get in while the getting's good with, like, people selling Vitas and selling PSPs. And, like, you can still get batteries and shit for them, like, real easy and real cheap. Like, $30 for a fucking whole-ass battery. And you're good. Like, 
I don't know. It's just the market's ripe right now for yeah, that. As, There's so many of them out there. As things get um, like older consoles, especially like handhelds, as they get older, like a lot of aftermarket stuff shows up for them. Like yeah, yeah. I know Game Boys. You can get like. Oh, no pun intended. You can get real advanced with them. Yeah, uh, you, you can, can do whole screen swaps. Yeah, I know. I uh, one of the guys I used to work with. He always he's the one who put me onto ThinkPads, uh, mm. and it's the only like positive interaction I ever had with him was think was talking about ThinkPads, and he talked told me about some of his other projects, and he had a Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, that he took out like a he had to fix a speaker or something on it. And he took it apart, and then he installed like a. You can install like a lithium-ion battery mm. instead of double A's, and you can put in just a backlit LCD. Yeah, that's what and, Bud Light uh, Boy has. And it's like startling how good it looks. Actually, oh, yeah. full color, it's like, beautiful. By it's comparison. it's very impressive. Yeah. Um. So I imagine shit like that for like the PSP and and yeah. DS and things like that do exist. Yeah. And one of the big things a lot of people don't realize about the Vita, specifically the original run, I think they got rid of it in like the third series version of it. But that thing was OLED. That was like the first really OLED screen. Yes. Holy shit. It was an OLED screen, which is why it was so expensive. That's crazy. And that's why they dropped the price and switched to LCD. That's crazy. It's a, it's a magnificent OLED screen. Logically speaking, resolution and like size aside, the Vita has a better screen than the Steam Deck, the original Steam Deck. Like, It has a higher quality screen. What um, the hell made them decide to do an OLED screen? It was just Sony flats in their dick, and they probably thought people were fine with spending five hundred dollars on a little fucking handheld. And they why would they? And, why would they take a risk on that of all products? Yeah, exactly. That's like what killed it. Essentially, is the price point. Because like I don't remember anyone clamoring for a PS Vita when no. it came out. I knew a lot of people who had PSPs. Well, that's the thing. Is the PSP did it right. You know, like it, it was at the right price point. It offered enough. The Vita wasn't particularly well marketed. Because I think the hand, super handheld shouldn't... I mean, I feel like handhelds shouldn't cost as much as consoles to begin with. It kind of depends on their capabilities, in my opinion. Like, if we're talking... Say say they come out now with a PSP 2. And it's basically the power of, like, a PS5. But say everything's locked to 30 instead of 60. Right. I, I don't think there's any logic in that being significantly cheaper. Right? If it's a handheld... Or just because it's a handheld. If it natively is playing those games. But something like the PlayStation Portal, that rubs me the wrong way. Because that's a streaming device that's $300 that just has a controller with a screen in the middle. And yeah, yeah, oh, it's a nice screen, it's a nice screen. My phone's a nice fucking screen. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's where I get upset. Like, that shouldn't be nearly the price of a console. But if you're telling me, like, a console-quality device, like, yeah, I could see that being 500 bucks Or 450 whatever. If it's console-quality, I suppose. Like, something like, that's like a crossover, like a Switch. Mm-hmm. I think has the right to be the price of a full console, a full Nintendo console. Yeah, like close to like four hundred bots or something. Which is, Nintendo consoles are usually cheaper anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think it has more business being more expensive, or something like the Steam Deck, which is a bit more utilitarian. Yeah, it's one. a bit more of a computer rather than a handheld console. Yeah. I think it's um, you know, it makes sense to have. Uh, that be a little more money, but something like I'm thinking in the realm of like a DS. Yeah, no, that has like no a business. DS. If I'm not mistaken, the original DS Lite was like a hundred bucks, something like that. Probably. I mean, you can fact check it. But I would. I would have like... to look it up because I. The only reference I have for this was uh, getting one at Toys R Us for my sixth birthday. Yeah, and then I bought the DS. The DSi XL Ooh. was one eighty. I remember that because I bought it with my own money. Damn. 
I'm a yeah. bit, bit of a baller. Baller at six. Yeah. Baller. And this was this was at eight, actually. Oh, okay. The DSI XL. True, true, true. Eight. True, true. Yeah, yeah. That's right. It would have been. And then I got that. And like within a couple of weeks, they announced the 3DS, if I'm not mistaken. Chris instantly punched himself in the face. Instantly, I, I fucking jumped out a window. But unfortunately, it was a ground story window, so nothing happened. He wasn't very smart either at eight. No, and I'm not smart now at 22. So. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, dude, I'm on a retro kick. I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Like, I'm gonna, I will have a Vita in hand shortly. I'm, I may or may not be going to a retro game store in our area tomorrow just to see the prices. Hmm. If, it, if it compares to anything remote to like what I can get on Facebook, I'll probably just buy it there. Yeah. But if it's like a lot more, because you can get them on Facebook if reasonably I can just, for one fifty. If, I, yeah, I'm of that same mindset. If I can just buy something at like a secondhand store, just walk in and buy it rather than. Oh, Hey, is this still available? Do you want to meet? Do you want to? Oh, meet? you're actually an asshole. Okay. Like, yeah, dude, the amount of fucking dickheads I've dealt with on, yeah, on Facebook Marketplace is crazy. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm gonna go to uh, that store and just see. And like, you know, if it's like, hey, it's you know, in good condition, comes with a case. Like, I would be willing to spend like up to two hundred bucks on it. But like more than that, I can't justify it anymore. Because it's not like I'm a wealthy hobbyist enthusiast who's just like I'm collecting like. I'm just trying to fill a niche part yeah. of my brain. Those people do exist, and uh, they have yeah. more money than me. Yeah, like I looked at you know DK Oldies how they got. Oh, I, they have like they're a scam if I remember right. There's a lot of give and take with their stuff, but they they do have Vitas, and they're like two twenty with a charger and like a case and stuff. And I was like, yeah, eh. I found some on Facebook for like one hundred fifty, and it comes with a game. Yeah, and like yeah, it has a scuff, but like whatever. So I remember like. I remember hearing about how they would sell like a Wii, like a refurbished Wii for like four hundred. Well, yeah, they, some of their stuff. So it depends. They have packages like kits, and the problem that people I think didn't realize at the time, and maybe don't now, is like when you buy the N sixty four kit, you're getting certain games with it, and those games all have varying rarity. Like I'm not even shitting you. When I looked at Vita games yesterday on their website, they have some games, or sorry, PS two games. They have some games on there for six ninety nine. Just basic PS2 games. There's a SpongeBob game on there. That's seventy dollars they're charging for it because it's super rare. But like that's kind of how they price their stuff. If it's rare, it's gonna be expensive. It's not really much different than any other secondhand thing, other than that they're a business, I guess, a small business. Um, so I don't know. Um, I'm I'm mixed on them. Fair. I'm mixed. I saw a lot more of their issues with like their quote unquote refurbishment not really being a refurbishment, but like yeah, I've heard I've just heard know. bad things about them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what are you gonna do? I don't have any stake in there. I never purchased from them. Probably won't unless like there's a sale or something. I don't know if they got a deal or something. Yeah, but anyway, what do you got, Chris? Anything else, or should we? Should we kind of ran on? Should we hop into your your segment? I'm gonna I'm gonna hop into uh, gaming. But before we transition over to that, uh, I, I need something to wet my whistle. <clears throat> so I've been playing Sons of the Forest. Mm-hmm. I played and completed the original one a, a long time ago. Yeah, me too. Um, but I rewatched as I'd been playing. Um, I've been rewatching a playthrough of the first one. And what I will say about both of the games is the difficulty is weird. How so? So it doesn't ramp right. Not in a sense that it's too difficult. It's going from being in danger to being the danger <laughs> takes like two days. Really? Like, I went from running for my life through this forest to being set up on a beach with a cabin 
uh, and a fence out front with heads on the stakes within <laughs> like a couple hours. Yeah. Um, I, you become, if you want to, you can become a fucking monster in yeah. that game. <laughs> you become the invasive species. You become an absolute demon. Yeah. Um, the difficulty, the dynamic is definitely swapped when you're in the caves, I will say. I got lost in a cave for two hours. Jesus Christ. Uh, two real life hours? Two actual real hours. It was like two in-game days. God damn. I was in this fucking cave just running in circles because I, I suck at directions. But I found a ton huh. of good stuff in there. I know that. Trust me. Listen. Every time this guy fucking drives, he always gets mad at the navigator, but it's like, hmm, what's the common here, you <laughs> son of a bitch? Oh, well, the, the problem's obviously me, but I can't admit that. <laughs> I'm a man. I can't admit that. Okay, admit my faults or show feelings. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um, Every time I, I uh, cry, I smash my nuts in a vice to tell me not to cry. In a vice? But you have the option, if you want to play the game how I play, you have the option to be an absolute demon. I, I kid you not, the cannibals don't even come by my house anymore. They're like, fuck that they, guy. We gotta avoid this. Or I'm killing enough of them that the population has significantly gone down. Because now, I, <laughs> I started, my first save wasn't good, by the way, because I didn't make a house in time. Mm. And, uh. I didn't make a house in time, so I got killed, and then I was like, ah, I'll just restart, because I didn't have a great start anyway. Yeah. So I restarted, and I started from a fresh save, and I spawned in a different place, because the spawn location's not random, but there's a few different places you can spawn. Um, and it was a pretty good spawn, so... But now, uh, I went from, you know, exploring out, I would find a camp. Oh, shoot, a cannibal camp. No one's here. Mm -hmm. And I... Would run through it, start taking things, and then uh, a couple of dudes with like sickles, <laughs> and a dude with a outboard boat motor ran at me, and the guy with the motor punched me with the motor. <laughs> he fucking checked you, and and I had to run away. And they don't at first; they don't really give chase. Hmm. They just want you out of their space. They try to scare you off, man. Yeah, so that was kind of how it was for a while, and then. Um, I just decided, I'm tired of being afraid, I think. I'm not afraid. I'm tired of being afraid. I, uh, so now when they come by, if they come by my house or I find them, um, I kill them immediately, dismember them, and I use their body parts to make things. I have a chair made of bones. It happens. I have a, a fence with he human heads on it, and I have... Um, a bunch of other fences and sticks with arms. I have like one with two arms like this at angles with heads on each of the hands. What the fuck? Because you can just like straight up effigies at this point. Because you you can't do the effigies in the same way you did in the first game. No. Like you can't. You have to like kind of just put them on sticks. And sometimes mm. the cannibals will show up overnight and put their own effigy there. Like fuck you, bitch. But if I find them, I am a hundred percent destroying like real religious artifacts that they have because I find these effigies that they make and I destroy all of them. Jesus And Christ. I use the bones to make more chairs and chandeliers. Chandeliers. Uh, oh so my God. there's another one of the mutants that shows up who is friendly that I didn't exactly... I didn't exactly know until I looked it up that that's a friendly entity. And you attacked him? So I just... This... 
little mutant woman, I she kept running away. She was scared. Like they went, did in the first game. Yeah. And I went, you know what? You have right to be scared. Mm. So I finally caught up to her, and I littered her with arrows. <laughs> like 20 arrows. Made that bitch a porcupine. <clears throat> and then I looked it up. I was looking through the wiki later on. And, <laughs> and it's like, uh, oh, this is a friendly entity. You just have to let her get to know you. I was like, ooh. <laughs> oh, she knows ooh. me real well. Yeah, she knows because I fed her to the fish. Yeah. <laughs> and I was pissed because I couldn't dismember her. No? No, no there's certain issues. ones you can't dismember, mm. which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I should just call it dismemberment simulator. But I do a lot of dismembering, um, and that's what brings me to the point that I have with the first one, is at the end of that game, spoilers, but the game came out like 10 fucking years ago. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. I think the game came out in 2015 or something, so... <clears throat> That's crazy. Spoilers, but here we go. At the end of the first game, you kind of um, move through the caves to find um, the facility that has a, a kind of eldritch artifact that made your plane crash in the first place. Right. And the whole point is it's an artifact that can revive people, but you need to put you know, a child in the machine to revive a new child, and they don't come back right. They come back all mutated. Right. <clears throat> so that's the that's the ending of the game, but... This facility is, like, very nice and clean. It's a very, like, modern facility. Right. And the juxtaposition between... Um, I watched a, a playthrough with a bunch of people playing at once, like, multiplayer. The, the juxtaposition between a band of menaces with crude, like, bows made of sticks and armor made of the mutants that are in the... Out of the mutants' skin and bones, um, juxtaposed with this beautiful modern building kind of just shows how much of a monster you are in that game. Yeah. You are objectively horrible. You are the evil entity at that point. Yeah, um, especially if you do, again, if you play the game like I do, and do a lot of cannibalism. Yeah. I become the main cannibal on that island. Yeah, king cannibal. And uh, they've started to check me recently. Because they, they've started to send out big guys. Like, they got, uh, not mutants, but they got these fat, these fat fucks, these Patrick Star-looking ass guys. <laughs> Extra food, as far as I'm concerned. Who will just slam their bodies at you. And uh, if they catch you, they can stun lock you pretty easily. Oh, really? Same with the elites. I think they're called elites or brutes or something. That they just kick you in the chest. And they'll approach you every time they kick you. So they can stun lock you super easily. Hmm. Which is fucking ridiculous. But... Hmm. Uh, so they've stepped up their game a little bit, but you know, I'm King still, a, I'm still a demon. If, if anything goes wrong, I can hit them with a taser and then mm. they fall on the ground and I can just dismember, go to town with a spear or an ax or something. And if that fails, I have a gun. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of bullets, but I have a gun. Last resort. <clears throat> Last resort. I can shoot them in the head. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's that's Sons of the Force. I recommend it. It's yeah, fun. It's yeah, a fun game. Um, I just want to touch on before we switch over to your segment. Um, Road ninety sits. You ever played that game? I have not. So just to keep it brief, it's basically a game where you're in a tyrannical country. You're trying to flee the country as a teenager. I guess there's something going on. I haven't quite figured out yet. With like the teenagers being, I don't know, killed or like sent to war or something. Something to involve the government using the teens for bad purposes. So you're trying to escape, and it's RNG, right? It's randomly generated uh, 
events and encounters. I think it's technically like a series of events, but they play right. out in different orders and stuff. And it takes place between like the summer, start of summer, and election day, right? So you go through, you start as a randomized teen. Um, you start out and you're just somewhere, say 2,000 miles from the border. And your goal is you get like little mini games, so to speak, where it's like chapters where you might show up at like a rave and you're kind of blending in at the rave and trying to earn uh, money. Is and, it like, kind of like a, like an Oregon Trail thing? I believe so. I've never actually played Oregon Trail, but or I believe the, it is. Or the uh, the hit game uh, Oregon Trail. The zombie one? The zombie one. I might which actually... I've, I've played a few times. I kind of want to get that game so bad, but... It's it's fun. Is it? Yeah. It's. I think it's a similar idea, though. It's like, fun to do a group playthrough of that one. It's like someone plays it and everyone mm-hmm. watches the screen and contributes. I did mm-hmm. that a few times. Something to think about, honestly. Um, but yeah, I guess I think it's a similar vein where it's more like it's a first-person game. Um, you're controlling your character, like total control or whatever, and you might like walk around this environment and like there's a scripted encounter that you have to find. But in the meantime, you're like, oh look, there's money on the ground. You collect money, and the whole point is to get to the border, basically. Right. I finally made it to the border with my first character on the third try, third character. My first character. <clears throat> I hopped in a taxi, right? And I, I had known ahead of time that the taxi was a, a serial killer, the taxi driver. But he's not, like, a serial killer for, like, you. He's more like a radical, like, political assassin serial killer. He's like a terrorist, perhaps. Basically, perhaps like a terrorist. And um, he there's a scene with him, right? I'm playing as this first teen, and I'm like, all right, no big deal, driving in the taxi. He clearly has anger issues or whatever. And... Uh, he, hey, who doesn't? The car breaks down, and it lets you <clears throat> lean in the front seat, and it takes place in, like, the 80s. So he has a portable VCR, and your character's like, that's fucking cool. I've never seen that. And a tape falls out of the glove box, and it's labeled Lola. So you play it, and I play it, and it's a video of a woman getting crushed by rocks and dying. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? So it turns out the reason he's a radical killer Some is because— It's 17th century-ass punishment right the, there. Well, the reason it is, it's actually a disaster that took place where the <clears throat> brigades, who were like the radicals trying to overthrow the government, did a bombing and killed a bunch of civilians by accident. And his daughter was one of them, hence why he's after all these people. Oh, I see. So he gets back in the car, and he's like, I heard screaming. What was that? And I just said, oh, I don't know. And did you, you make dialogue choices. And he goes, the VCR is warm. Did you watch a tape? And I was like, you know, honesty is the best policy. And I said, yes. And he goes, what did you watch? And I told him, I'm like, the tape labeled Lola. He turns around and shot me in the face and killed me instantly. <laughs> he fucking You could have just been like, hey, listen, I get it, man. <laughs> he shot me in the face instantly, and I died. <laughs> so, so That's a crazy thing to happen in a video game. Dude. So. So I start my second adventure as this teen, as, as another teen. I make it nine miles to the border, and I pass out of exhaustion and get arrested. Jesus. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And then finally with the 13, I, uh, I got lucky, and I got one of the minigame, uh, not minigame, encounters, where you're with a famous lady, uh, the one that the guy's actually trying to kill, funny enough. And you get to... <laughs> you're just going to be like, listen... I gotta tell you this. So you do, you do actually try to tell her and like warn her, and it ends up just whatever. But with her encounter, you play um, a game like where you put the ball under the cup and they move it around, whatever yeah, the hell that's yeah. called, and you can play it. And I just was doing dirty, bro. I just kept getting it, and she keeps betting for you, and she has way more money than you do. She's famous. She's a fucking actress or whatever. So by the end of it, I left with like two hundred dollars, which in the context of your character in this game is like a lot of money. Like the shit you normally buy is like ten bucks. So it's a lot of money for your journey. So I got the money. I went to my next encounter. I got robbed immediately. 
by these fucking thieves. And well, then I imagine uh, there's probably a factor in the game that like that event is more likely to occur. The if more you have a higher, you have. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's all. It literally says when it's loading, it says generating encounter. So like it's definitely it's taking it, it things into account. computating. Encounter. Yeah, it probably has like multipliers for different things. Yeah. So I got robbed, and then I made a deal with the thieves. I was gonna help them. I think figure out some date for an assassination attempt on that woman because they're obsessed with her and they would give me my money back. So I did that, got it, made it to the border. I had learned how to hack from a guy I met on my journey and then I hacked the door and fucking escaped running from the cops. The game is so goddamn fun. And there's a second one that I think is a DLC, but it's actually like a separate install. It's called Road 96 Mile Zero, which I bought too when it was on sale with the, the first one. I fucking love the game. It's so fun. Unfortunately, it's not Road 97. It. Yeah, right. I'll I'll but have to check it out. You it's definitely cool. should. It's it's a fun. It's so good, and it, it's another one of those games where like I think if you are like, man, I just need something to play. Like, dude, Steam Deck, kick back, play the game. Like, it's perfect for that. Hang control. out, and, hang out in bed, play yeah. it. Exactly. Like it that's what I've been cool. doing. Is just kind of sitting around playing it. Good for it's really good for like quick pick up and play, and then suspend the Steam Deck and like come back to it. That's what it's really good for. So, because it's not like it's like it's story heavy, but it's not like. Red Dead it's, 2 story heavy. Yeah, it's in a sense that, like, like how you would play, like, Subnautica, or unironically, like, ironically, The Forest. Yeah. Is the story is more gained from, like, finding specific events or exactly. specific things. And it's less of, like, you have to pay attention to everything. You kind of just do your thing, and, like, you, you come across these encounters, and you're like, oh, shit, I haven't seen that before, or whatever, like, and you make decisions. So, you know, it's, it's good for pick up and play. But nice. that's all I got, Chris. It's time for you to take the show, take the reins. All right. Wow me. If my pants aren't off. We're by about the end to this, find out pissed. what happens when folklore bites back. Ooh. That's part of the intro of the of the show. Oh. Is when folklore bites back. Six native West Virginian sons. So let me let me get Just up. say incest. You don't have to say West Virginia. <laughs> Maybe that's implied by just saying West West Virginian. Alright. <clears throat> Jordan, let me ask you a question. Sure. What if a show, what if a show like Finding Bigfoot or one of those like ghost hunting shows just didn't give a fuck about being taken seriously at all? That would probably lead to chaotic, happy disaster? Well, I'll tell you. You'll get my new favorite show, Mountain Monsters. I've talked about the show before, not in like insane detail because I've only kind of caught clips of it over the years. Right. But this time I'm like sitting down and actively watching the show. <laughs> the first like... Eight or nine episodes are pretty rough. They're hard to get through. There's a lot of, like, meandering and recap and, like, this could have been 20 minutes, but it's 40. Right. Um, but after that, like, episode 10, this show really hits its stride. It's really fucking good. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, so a little bit about the show. <clears throat> um... The Mount, uh, the show stars the Ames team, which is the Appalachian Investigators of Mysterious Sightings. The term investigator is used very loosely here. They just want to fucking kill these cryptids. <laughs> okay. The Ames team consists of six West Virginian good old boys. Trapper, the fearless leader. Huckleberry, who is security, which is another term used very loosely. <laughs> Jeff is the researcher who looks like Santa Claus. Uh, Buck is the rookie who is absolutely planetary in scale. Like, he's like double my size. <laughs> he's also shorter than me, so it's... That's crazy. It works out, you know. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Willie, Willie builds the traps. And last but certainly not least, 
Wild Bill. Wild Bill is listed as the expert tracker, but he doesn't track shit. <laughs> Mostly, he incoherently rambles about things completely unrelated to the scene, such as how much he wants to eat the cryptids. That is when he's not falling out of trees. <laughs> I'm fairly certain Wild Bill has suffered a stroke at some point in his life because he very clearly has difficulty walking and slurs his words to an almost incomprehensible degree. Like, he regularly has to be subtitled. <laughs> I was gonna say, is he subtitled? And most of his lines make no fucking sense. Like, God. there are times where he's... He, was, he usually helps Willie build the traps. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like Willie's like, little Igor assistant. <laughs> and... Uh, there's a scene in one episode where he's, like, laying on some logs, and Willie is like, come on, we gotta get this fucking trap built, or whatever, and he, he gets up, and he, like, grabs a water bottle, and he just dumps it on his head, and he's like, I would go West Virginia chair, bro! What the hell are you talking about? What are you saying? <laughs> what are you talking about? I turned on subtitles for that, like, because uh, it's on HBO Max. Uh, right. I turned on HBO Max subtitles, and... Even the subtitles were like <laughs> something about indistinct muttering. <laughs> like even the subtitles had no fucking idea. They're like, good luck, bro. Because most of the time he's like, uh, I'm going to get some of that old, uh, old uh, sheepskin. And <laughs> like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Bro, he's, what? A, he's a maniac. Sir, this is a TGI Fridays. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <clears throat> That's wild. Um, all right. Uh, the, the episodes are structured in the same way every time. The first segment is like an intro segment where they're in Trapper's pickup truck. Uh, and these intro segments, um, Wild Bill and Willie aren't featured. I assume they probably just have to work or something. Because very, there's very clear instances where you're like, one of the members isn't here probably because he, he has a job elsewhere. Right. Like, I think Wild Bill talks about how he's a lineman. Like, so he does, like, for the phone company. Yeah. Like, climbs and things. Um, so, <laughs> I think that's what, what happens. Because these are very clearly shot over the course of a weekend. So, Trapper, Jeff, Buck, and Huckleberry are all in the truck. Trapper and Jeff introduce the creature. Jeff throws out some research that he's done on it. While the other three just riff for a while. Then, the four talk to a person who has witnessed the creature... And uh, they usually have pictures or some other form of evidence. Uh, sometimes it'll be one witness, sometimes two. Sometimes the witnesses are broken up over a couple of days. Mm. Um, the next part is their night investigation. Ooh. So this involves Trapper, Buck, Huckle uh, Trapper, Buck, Huckleberry, and Jeff uh, stomping through the woods with shotguns. <laughs> Uh, well, Jeff tries to film the monster with his thermal camera. Jesus Christ, okay. <laughs> they always have a sighting, but unfortunately, the camera always manages to just miss it. Curious, that. After that, <laughs> Willie and Wild Bill build a trap. The next day, the next morning, they report to Willie and Wild Bill, and they build another trap. They... And this segment <laughs> of the show is genuinely the most entertaining part of the show. Other than the night hunts, which is the last segment. Um, because the banter between Wild Bill and Willie is so fucking funny. Because Willie has no goddamn clue what Wild Bill is talking about most of the time. And frankly, neither do I. The pair fashion a trap together to hold the monster. And uh, after that, 
They uh, do the night hunt. Uh, this is when all six members of the Ames team try to trap or kill the monster. After that, after they fuck around, after they fuck around in the woods for a while, the creature invariably escapes. The boys pack up and go home. Roll credits. Doesn't sound like they're very good at trapping. No, no, they are good at they are good at swinging their guns around in the forest. Um, and another note about this: usually, Wild Bill is the only person not given a gun. Wonder why. And it's very obvious because in the night hunts, if you pay attention, when Wild Bill is given a gun, he is the only person who has no trigger discipline. Yeah, he's just his swinging finger at is on the trigger all the time, and he's swinging it like pointing it at people. That's ridiculous. That's it's, so funny. He should not have a gun ever. No. And most of the time he doesn't. Most of the time so. he's not given one. <clears throat> That's uh, ridiculous. I'm going to skip some of the episodes because um, I want to talk about the two most recent ones I watched. Episodes 12 and 13 um, of season one. Because uh, they're my favorite episodes so far. Because these episodes are fucking crazy. Yeah. So, episode 12 is titled The Sheep Squatch of Boone County. <laughs> okay. And it features the Ames boys hunting down a hybrid creature called the Sheep Squatch. And no, Jordan, it is not related to the Sasquatch. Huh. Yeah, they okay. address that in the beginning of the episode. I think Buck asked Trapper, uh, is this a member of the Sasquatch family? And Trapper just goes, no. So <laughs> what is it then? It's a hybrid of several different animals, like a sheep and a goat and a possum and a raccoon. Just picture a Bigfoot with uh, horns, like sheep horns, a fucking and ben a 10 possum tail. The episode starts normally. Jeff gives his spiel about the sheep squatch. They talk to an eyewitness. Not very exciting. What is exciting is the night investigation. <laughs> This part's actually fucking crazy. Uh, uh, Jeff manages to get some thermal footage of the sheep squatch bashing his horns into a tree in the distance. And then the sheep squatch pisses onto the tree, like on a branch above its head. What the fuck? And they catch this on thermal. They don't put it in the episode, unfortunately, but they catch it on thermal. Okay. Um, <laughs> the group goes over to the tree to investigate and... Uh, you know, the sheep squatch is left at this point. Trapper is looking up in the tree with a flashlight, and uh, a bunch of sheep squatch piss falls from the branch and gets in his eyes. <laughs> and based on the reaction he has, I'm convinced that they fucking pepper sprayed this poor old man behind the scenes. He's like <laughs> screaming, crying, he's punching the ground. There's like snot coming out of his nose and running down his beard. It's <laughs> gross, it's disgusting. And Buck gives him a water bottle to uh, try to, like, you know, flush out his eyes. And instead of, like, leaning back or laying down and pouring the water into his eyes, he grabs the water bottle like this and, and it. squeezes it up into his face. And, yeah, he's like, I'm, I think they, like, fucking pepper sprayed him or something. Because yeah. they have footage of him the next day, and he clearly has, like, damage around his yeah, eyes. Yeah, it's all red and raw. Yeah, they probably <laughs> did pepper spray him. Like, I know how, I know the acting capacities of these guys. They are not that good of an actor. 
upstairs. Yeah. Like, they can be decent, but they're not that good, you yeah. know? They probably, he probably was like, yeah, just fuck it, pepper spray me. Get yeah, he was reaction. like, fuck it, how bad could it be? And it turned out to be way worse than he thought. <laughs> and Jordan, would you believe it? That is not the only sheep squatch excrement related bit in this episode. <laughs> okay. All this right. is one of two. <clears throat> the next day, the normal crew gets together to meet another witness. This witness happens to just have a bucket of sheep squatch shit, <laughs> which Trapper very happily digs through. Bare hands. Oh, He's looking no. through it. He's like picking through it, picking stuff out of it. Sniffing it, it's weird. And in the process of this, he's also like, he's like picking through it, and then he's like, he'll like adjust his hat or like wipe his brow or like touch his face or something. And then at the end of the bit, the guy who gives him the bucket of sheep squash shit, he shakes the guy's hand after he digs through the shit. That's fucking heinous. (laughs) It's fucking nasty. Oh my god. It was so fucking funny. Oh my god. (laughs) Shoot him on sight, honestly. And while Trapper's playing with the scat, uh, Wild Bill and Willie are supposed to be working on a trap. Wild Bill is supposed to meet Willie at an old barn to collect some materials for the trap. Wild, Wild Bill is tearing through the woods in a side-by-side, and he's completely lost. He mentions that he's following a map based on Willie's directions. And hearing that, I assumed this was a real map of the area that he just marked with the directions. No. They reveal the map that Wild Bill is following, and it is a hand-drawn map that presumably Wild Bill drew. It looks like a child drew this. There's like, I'll show you a picture of this afterwards, but there's like a little picture, a little stick figure that's like labeled Willy, and there's like a, uh, uh, oh, the stream, and uh, a bridge, and some power poles or something. It's so weird. And on the side, it says Boone County. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) So, uh, Wild Bill has a lot of banger quotes in this scene. Uh, while he's looking at the map, he's looking at specific landmarks, and one of them is supposed to be a lake, and he can't seem to find it, and he says, well, maybe they moved the lake, which he says so seriously, I have no choice but to believe Wild Bill actually considers this as a possibility. (laughs) No actor could uh, impersonate that. Like, it was, he's, again, these guys aren't great actors. This was like a moment of genuine confusion. He's like, maybe they moved the lake. <laughs> oh my god. So he <laughs> Christ. Wild Bill eventually finds Willie and they scavenge three full rolls of suspiciously new and clean looking chain link fence. Like it looks like straight from the hardware store. Because it probably was. Once they have the fencing, they start building a trap, which is just a big cage with some razor wire on top. There's another great Wild Bill scene here where Wild Bill is giving a testimonial to the camera in which he says something to the effect of razor wire is really dangerous to work with. But then they put in B-roll of Wild Bill whipping the razor wire around like a fucking maniac. (laughs) Like he's like... What the fuck? Trying to get it onto the fence. Uh, once the trap is built, it's time for the night hunt. The plan is to get, divide the team into two sub-teams of three people and uh, drive the sheep squatch toward the trap from opposite directions. This is the, the plan for every night hunt, by the way. Every mm-hmm. single one, actually. Um, 
Let's see. After some various shenanigans, the team starts chasing the sheep, Squatch, and side-by-sides. Trapper and Huckleberry are in one of the side-by-sides, while uh, the other four are in the other one. Trapper ends up driving off an extremely obvious cliff, crashing the side-by-side. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, I think this wasn't in the script at all um, because of how the reaction is. Uh, this is another great one. Um, <laughs> Huckleberry starts freaking the fuck out after this. Like, he's, like, gonna... Th- he is, like, coughing. Like, he's gonna throw up. Uh, Buck makes his way over to the accident and asks Huckleberry if he's okay. Uh, and to which... <laughs> to which, uh, Huckleberry responds, Well, I swallowed my damn tobacco! <laughs> so he was just chewing... He had some chew, some, some grizzly or something, and he just swallowed it. <laughs> which makes me think, this is definitely not scripted, because they... They fucking destroyed this thing. Like, like the windshield on it, it has like a plexiglass windshield. It is shattered. Jesus Christ. Like, they really fucked themselves up. Um, the conclusion the gang comes to is that Tramper and Huckleberry hit the sheep squatch with the side-by-side. <laughs> this is despite the fact we saw exactly zero sheep squatches during the crash. And it randomly walked away. Yeah. Uh. Uh, this is the note the episode ends on. The only other interesting thing that happens is that Buck reveals that he ripped his pants in the chaos. Or as he puts it, I come running over that hill and bust the crotch plumb out of my britches. <laughs> Holy shit. It must be so fun to be this fucking stupid. Dude, it's so it's such a fucking good show. And uh, the second episode I want to cover here is titled, titled Wild Bill's Bear Beast. And this is a Wild Bill episode. Because there's already been, at this point in the show, even this early on, there's already been like a, a, a character development episode for Willie. Mm. Like there was one thing they f- hunted, I forget which one, that ate Willie's piglets. He had piglets and he ate them. <laughs> the beast ate them. Oh my god. So this is a Wild Bill episode. And this is like one of the more definitive character Character uh, development episodes that I've seen in the show. Uh, This episode's actually a departure from all of the previous episodes. Firstly, the segment in the truck. Buck is missing. In his stead is Wild Bill. In the segment, they establish that Bill is an avid bear hunter and that this bear beast kills bears. For some reason, this means that Bill hates the creature despite the fact he also kills bears for fun. (laughs) He wants to be the bear beast, literally. I mean, I guess. As is common with Wild Bill, he completely ruins the improv that goes on in the truck. He snubs Jeff's research segment, and the whole scene gets really awkward for a bit. The gang is trying to play to Wild Bill, but he's too much of a wild card. That's all beside the point. Wild Bill is in the truck, which means he's partially responsible for interviewing the witnesses. There's too many banger quotes from Wild Bill in this interview to cover, but what I will cover is this one, where the witness says uh, that the bear beast has killed 19 bears, and Wild Bill says, that's a pile of bear. (laughs) That's a pile of bear, yeah. That's a pile of bear. He's a bit of a deducer. Yeah, he fucking deduced that one. Uh, There's a lot of other good ones, but just for the sake of brevity, because I would just be quoting the whole interview... (laughs) Um, I, I won't talk about all of them. The next segment is the night investigation, and just like the intro for this one, Wild Bill is there instead of Buck. 
Before the fellas get started on the investigation, Trapper makes sure to reiterate that this is an investigation, not a hunt. They're looking for a place to set their trap, not to kill the bear beast. During the course of this investigation, they spot the beast, and uh, Wild Bill gets so angry at the sight of the beast, he runs off into the woods to kill him. Since they're fighting an incredibly dangerous beast, and one of their team members just ran off into the night alone, Trapper isn't too happy. He sends Huckleberry after Wild Bill, and after Huck catches up to Bill and brings him back to the group, Trapper scolds him for running off. I can't overstate how mad Trapper is about this. He questions Bill's loyalty to the team, and then tells Bill that he might not have a spot on the team after this. Jesus. Like, he's... Fucking mutiny. He's fucking mad at him, dude. Yeah, goddamn, bro. Take it easy on the guy. He's... Listen, he just got a little over... Who who doesn't... Who among us doesn't get mad dude, at go, the sight of a bear beast? Yeah, went into the rage mode. Like, I would be mad. Yeah, I'm, he went ape shit. Like, I would chase that motherfucker down. So, it's like a... You know, it's a classic, like, you're a loose cannon, Bill, type story. You know? Which is probably true, but, you know... Okay. Uh, probably true because he's a fucking maniac. Like, clearly outside of the show, he's a maniac. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Fast forward to the next morning. Um, while Bill and Trapper meet up, Trapper determines that Bill is going to be put on probation for the night hunt. Ooh. Meaning that if he can't control himself during the night hunt, he's off the team. Given that bit of information, I'm going to skip about 15 minutes or so of the episode directly to the night hunt. This night hunt is fucking wild. wild this one's Bill. way wild, like way wilder than the than the last one. Um, so as is the plan with every other night, um, Trapper briefs the team. The gang splits into two teams to drive the bear beast toward the trap from opposite directions. The first major find is from Trapper's team, consisting of Trapper, Wild Bill, and Huckleberry. They find the aftermath of a fight between the bear beast and some bear. Based on the remains, Wild Bill determines that the bear was uh, the that the bear killed uh, was a cub, a little cub. Wow. Goes, this this low life bastard is killing the killing cubs now. That's, he's upset about this. Mm, he's gonna go rage mode a bit. <laughs> Meanwhile, Team Two, Buck, Willie, and Jeff manages to f- uh, catch the bear beast on Jeff's thermal camera. The team tries to move toward the beast when suddenly Willie falls into a hole. I'm th- like a six or eight foot hole, six or eight foot deep hole in the ground. Jesus Christ. Like he actually takes that fall like crazy. And Jeff tries to rescue Willie and also falls in the hole. Jeff, for context, Willie isn't a young guy. Like he's probably in his mid 40s. But like Jeff is like maybe conservatively in his early 60s. Jesus. And he's like probably 350 pounds. Like, he, t- he took that fall. Like, I know he was hurting. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so. God damn. Committed uh, to the bit, I guess. So, uh, Buck radios Trapper and tells him what happened. Trapper's team rushes toward, uh, toward Buck's team to rescue Jeff and Willie. It's very important to mention, this is only the second most dangerous stunt that happens in this episode. Um, there's a, another one towards the end that's way more dangerous. Okay, alright. The boys rescue Willie and Jeff from the hole, and they report back that it's definitely the bear beast nests. uh, Because it had a startling amount of deer parts in it. Like, there was... It looked like... It looked like they found 
15 deer and mutilated them and then just spread the parts around this hole. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so I, I think the, the falling in the hole was initially scripted, but I think it ended up being more dangerous than they thought. Yeah, more, more than likely. Um, the boys load up in, uh, in side-by-sides and start chasing down the bear beast. They chase the beast towards a river, which it crosses. Trapper is unsure if the vehicles will make it over the, the river, so he sends Wild Bill and Willie over the river on foot. And this is where our most dangerous stunt happens. Uh, I need to establish that this river, it had been raining. So the river is flowing, like, very quickly. Like rapids. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's like rapids. And they're going over this. Willie gets swept up by the water because he, he slips and he falls. And he gets swept up by the water. He's, like, spinning around in the water. And I need to emphasize how fucking quickly he could have drowned. Like, how easily he could have drowned. Fucking get riptide over there. Like, he's like... I know. This is actually so fucking dangerous. Uh, if you have the time, uh, it's toward the end of the episode, um, season one, episode 13. Please watch this scene. It's, like, he legitimately could have drowned. Goddamn. Um, <laughs> like, it, I can't believe they fucking did that. Wild Bill steps up and pulls Willie out of the river, which gives him his little redemption moment. The rest of the crew just drives over the river in the side-by-side, establishing that that was an option all along, and Willie almost drowned for literally nothing. Oh my god. They chase after the bear beast for a little while, but they can't drive him toward the trap, and it looks like he's gonna get away. Trapper is about to call off the hunt when suddenly, the gang hears a bear beast roar. They all spot the beast, take aim, and fire wildly into the distance, revolutionary war style. Like, they're in a firing line. Because presumably, this is the only angle they could have gotten where Wild Bill wouldn't have shot anybody. Yeah. Uh, Also, important to note, we don't see the bear beast. Of course. They do. We don't. Even though the camera is behind them, and conceivably we would have seen it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. No, you you had to be there. They continue firing, and when when the smoke clears, there is no dead bear beast in sight. But there is a trail of blood. Bear beast blood. Oh, shit. The gang follows the trail and uh, finds blood with bubbles in it, which usually indicates that you hit a lung of the creature you shot. Uh, Wild animals typically have a very tough time surviving a shot directly to the lungs. Believe it or not. (laughs) This leads to the team declaring victory over the bear beast. Oh my god. Meaning this is the first cryptid that they maybe have killed in 13 episodes. Yeah. And that, my friends, is a quick intro to uh, Mountain Monsters. It's on HBO Max, and it's on Discovery Plus. It's on Amazon, too. I think the real story that's being told in that show is you're meant to reflect and realize that the true cryptids were these fucking AIM (laughs) quadrant people. The AIMs boys? Like... They're the cryptids in this scenario. They're the invasive species. <laughs> Dude, it brings it all back. Yeah. It's a callback. Like, they're fucking insane. These guys are... F- I, can't, I can't recommend this fucking show enough. It's so funny. Their collective IQ must be like it's, seven. It is so goddamn entertaining. Um, and if you don't want to watch it, you could just listen to the podcast uh, that I recommended. Yeah. Big, big feats. Big feats, yeah. Um, I might actually do that. I might check that out at some point. Which, it's worth a listen, because of what I will say, there's no fucking ads on it. 
Mm. Which podcast ads are particularly bad, I've noticed. Lately, yeah, they've uh, they're pretty awful. I've been getting like very weird ads on a lot of podcasts. They're very like hyper specific because I know they they don't. It's not like YouTube. They don't serve you ads like that. They serve they put it in the audio stream. Yeah. So I'll get ones for like ads for like a a random state's Department of Transportation. Yeah. Like I got one for like the New York DOT. Like what what. Why is the New York DOT putting ads in podcasts? Yeah, that's bizarre. It's either that or some online gambling service. Yep, I get that all the time. Do you get the Lucky Kiss, Lucky Lucky Land Casino? Do you yeah, get that? Lucky, I get that Lucky shit Land all the time, Casino. dude. That shit is. I, they could give me ten thousand dollars. I would not let them never put an ad. The, it's always the same fucking ad, too. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They shot one ad and said, "Fuck it, we're gonna yeah. put that on every ad spot." Yeah, no. If dude, if they if they showed up right now, if they knocked on the door with a briefcase with ten grand, and said, "Let us put a ten second ad here," I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> fuck off." I would say you have ten seconds to leave before I strangle yeah. you. Like that that ad drives me wild. It's so crazy. I get I get. I I turned a podcast off the other day because I heard that ad. Really? I was listening to a podcast. I'm like, this is pretty good. And the ad came up, and I shut it off. Yeah. I was yeah. so mad. And here's the thing. I say this as someone who, like, generally, I listen to the sponsored segments of stuff. I listen to the ads for the most part. Like, I try to support the creator for the most part and, like, not skip through shit. I skip every Lucky Land and, or Lucky Slot Casino ad that comes up. And it's that's annoying. And, and that's you. I hate advertisements yeah i have so many things installed to prevent me from seeing advertisements so having them is it's so fucking annoying so ad free podcast this podcast ad free so i'm just gonna say yeah you know well you know it's not like you know we haven't had uh, it's not like we haven't had sponsorship offers like lots of them so many like yeah you remember when like when sony was like yo you want $10 million? Just say the name Sony. And we're like, no, we'll say it, but you're not paying us. Like, we're not advertising. Nothing. Yeah, like we're not advertisers. Remember when, uh, remember when uh, Bill Gates himself. Oh, yeah, he knocked he, on the door. He, yeah, yeah. He showed up and said like, hey, um, would you do a 10-second spot for Xbox, please? And I said, no, we can't do it. Yeah, no. Can't do it. He said, I'll give you a billion dollars. I said, we can't do it. Yeah. We got to be ad-free. Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, dude, Bill Gates, pay us. Yep, for no other reason other than we're just asking you to please just pay us now, please. Oh, well, actually, got- deposit just hit. Oh, from Mister B Gates. B Gates. <laughs> Is that all you got? That's all I got for this segment. Uh, I want to do more of these. Maybe I'll kind of continue and pick out select episodes from um, as you Monster go to the show. Cover. Yeah. Because I don't want to do all of them because I don't want to step on the toes of a podcast that already exists, number one. True. And number two, I don't think it's worth it to cover every single episode. Right. Uh, for my purposes, at least. True, true. Because this isn't the same idea. It's not like a watch-along podcast. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I might do some updates on this. I might do some more things in this format. Because um, this was this was quick to write up. This didn't take too long. This was yeah. only a couple hours I spent on this. So. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll probably have more of that in the future. Yeah, and uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Jordan? Yeah. As always, you can find us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and YouTube as a uh, you know a little video platform where you can yeah, see Spotify us. Spotify, too. Spotify's got that as well. And you, you can see, see us. You see the camera. 
our new camera. Hopefully, it looks decent. We don't know yet. It looks good from here, but we'll see when it's... it looks good on the like two inch screen that we have. Yeah, yeah. two inches is a lot. Okay, uh, it's enough. You know, enough for me. I'm saying. And Some might even say too big. And as always, you can contact us via email. Send us a fire at pm.me. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, and death threats. And then most importantly, Little Kitty, Bit City, News, and Hype. And uh, yeah, you, uh, Instagram and TikTok. Instagram and TikTok. And hopefully next time we record, I won't be holding the mic like it's a massive cock. So, Yeah, I mean, totally your fault, bro. Entirely you my you fault. You could have just brought the dingus. I forgot my dingus, and now i got to hold the dingus, so... It happens. It happens. So, anyway. We'll we'll see you next time. Goodbye.